This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. This is Ian. This is Dave. Uh, we're Team Clear Coat. This is a show about cars, usually, mostly, sometimes. Ian, we're in a car right now. We are in a car right now. Where are we? We are on Pena Boulevard, heading north towards Denver Airport in a Kia Stinger GT. Yeah, that's not what I meant. What are we doing? Oh, so here we, we are at the Rocky Mountain Driving Experience 2018 with the uh, Rocky Mountain Automotive Press. Correct. That's what we're doing. So basically, this is a press event for people in the Rocky Mountain region. So Denver, Wyoming, uh, Colorado Springs, all that kind of area. Um, and uh, it's a place where we get to drive new cars, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. This, in this little market. So it, this this is Ian and I's like big one time a year thing where we actually have some unfettered access to press vehicles. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so this is day two. Yes, it is um, day two. We're in the Kia Stinger GT, and we will. Jesus Christ. Ugh, we will be providing some thoughts, some hot thoughts on this uh, the next time we we talk. Yeah, yeah, we um, definitely will. But I do want to talk about what happened yesterday. I certainly do too. So we drove a bunch of cars yesterday. We made a video, um, which will be coming out soonish. Yeah. About the Subaru BRZ TS. Absolutely. Um, spoiler alert: We both loved it. Yes. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! Do you see what I did there? I do. Do you yeah. like that? Well, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so but the car that I want to talk about. Oh God. Uh, the acceleration in this thing is impressive. Stop talking about this car. Talk about other cars. Well, stop jabbing the accelerator like a maniac. I can't. That's the thing. So the car that I do want to talk about first uh, is a car we both got to drive yesterday. Uh, the Bullet Edition Mustang. Yeah, the Ford Mustang Bullet. Steve McQueen. Yeah. So Heritage Edition. Nostalgia. Maximum. Yes. So this is... Yeah, the... Uh, or as I like to call it, the... Um, the oh shit, the boomers are about to leave their max earning years edition. <laughs> and we gotta cash in now, right? It's what I like to call, hey, you remember that one movie with the car chase that was the car that was green? Yeah, that's that's that one. Yeah. So the, the Bullet Mustang is uh, essentially uh, a special edition of the Mustang GT. It's got the, the Mustang GT engine. 5.0. Uh, the five liter. Um, and it does have a really, uh, and because uh, uh, this is the era that it's uh, aimed at, I'm going to say it has a bitchin' appear- uh, appearance package. It certainly does, yeah. It is yeah. very it is very good looking, especially in that green. Yeah. I guess that's the only color it comes in. Yeah. Um, but there are some, there, there is, there are some butts about it. There are some butts. So it, like, I just want to hit one more uh, up note on the vehicle before we get to the butts. Okay. Before we get to the butt stuff, if you will. Um, Ian, <laughs> uh, the exhaust note of that vehicle how would you describe it? Yeah, in track mode, uh, it's intoxicating. Yeah, it it's is great. incredible. I, I was dr- we, we were driving it up through a canyon, so we had it like reverberating off oh, the canyon nice. walls. Yeah, I would say at at the top of the rev range, I really like it. I oh, think at the bottom yeah. of the rev range, it sounds like a truck engine. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I do enjoy right. that right. a lot, and that yeah. is obviously one of the appeals to that car. Definitely, definitely. So now let's get to the butt stuff. Yeah, let's get to the butt stuff, Ian. We're gonna get deep 
into we're some gonna butt get stuff. deep in some butt stuff. Like yeah. I'm gonna say elbow deep into some butt. Oh, stuff. I'm thinking shoulder. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> all right. So first of all, the name. Yes. Yes. The whole idea of branding a car after a movie that came out fifty some odd years ago. Yeah. Is a little silly. It, it is. So obviously with the the. Steve McQueen movie Bullet, the Mustang was an iconic part of it. Yeah. And so Ford is, you know... Some they, would say the only good part of it. Right, right, exactly. And Ford has, uh, certainly has it within their uh, right to latch on to it and, and uh, to cling to that as... Uh, right, because as we know, all, the automakers are all really going after that millennial market and trying to figure <laughs> out how to get millennials. Right, so you do that by uh, painting a Mustang green and putting a little Art Deco touches on it and right. naming it after a 60-year-old movie. Yeah, absolutely. Right, That's right. what you do. Yeah, yeah. It, it's artisanal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so the, so there's that. So we could just, we could just, I think a lot of people have said a lot of stuff about the, the branding of it and we could just agree that it's very silly yes. and kind of move on. Yes, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's a ne- necessarily a knock against the car. It is what it is. I don't really care. Right. Um, but I will say that, you know, when you brand a car like that and you make it a special edition, you, it's limited numbers and all that sort of thing, it should feel special in some way. It, it absolutely should. And I yeah. think, like, the at the... You know, the nugget that's hiding at the bottom of all this butt stuff yes, that yes. we're talking uh-huh. about. Yeah, yeah, the, the kernel. The kernel uh-huh. of all the butt stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. Is that, is that it doesn't feel special enough to justify what it is. Right, right. right? It, yeah, it, it feels like it falls a little bit short. Absolutely. And yeah. it, it could be that we both got out of, like, very wildly disparate cars and into the Mustang. So let, let's talk about that real quick. So I got out of the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon that I was driving on the highway yeah. and then got into the Mustang Bullet. Yeah. So the Mustang Bullet felt like uh, uh, an F1 car when I, by comparison. <laughs> right. And you? And I got out of the Subaru BRZ TS, uh, which, again, we'll talk about later. But right. Um, I got out of that and straight into the Mustang. And the Mustang felt like a truck. Right, right. Like, and I still feel like, you know, I get the appeal of that car. I still think that its primary purpose is probably driving in first gear through town. Yes. Um, Blipping the throttle. Yeah, with the, the exhaust in track mode. Yes. It, it, basically, if you want to uh, have your Harley Davidson blasting... Um, like a steely Dan and and want to roll through Estes Park right then then that's kind of the vehicle for you yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah Um, so so that that doesn't appeal to me as like an ownership experience I get it I understand why people like it I guess but it's still not what I want right especially out of a sports car right we're gonna be able to make this yeah we're okay okay um so that's a do you think it was fast? It enough. That that's a really good question, Ian. So fast enough. It it didn't feel fast enough to me to justify 
its existence. Right. Because like the, the image that's evoked in my mind of the, of the Mustang bullet is like some body roll and it drifting around turns and like this kind of like fluid analog gooey sense of speed that you get. And the, that Mustang didn't give me that. Right. It, it felt like you could tell that the rear suspension hardened up uh, under heavy acceleration and, yeah. and everything just felt too robotic. Yeah, I don't know. It does. It does feel weird. And you know, to be honest, like I haven't spent a lot of time in Mustangs, so I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just not judging it fairly. Um, but you know, if I had to choose between that and a Camaro or a Charger, yeah, or a Challenger, yeah, uh, I don't think the Mustang would be in contention. I think I would put that aside immediately. Yeah, you know, um, now the. 350 GT, that's a little bit different because it has a special right, engine right. and it feels special. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. And that's what I don't understand about that car. Why, if you're going to make a bullet edition and char and you're going after buyers who are in their peak earning years or leaving it, obviously you're not going after millennials with that right, car. Right, right, right. Like you're just being really transparent about right. who you're going after. Yeah, yeah. Why not put the special engine in it. Right, exactly. And really, and make it a special car. Right, right. Um, it, it, it's a really weird decision. Yeah, it, it, so let's switch drivers real quick. Okay. And, and I, I have the topic that I want to talk about when we come back. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so I, I want to talk about one specific aspect of the Mustang that I think you and I both share. And um, it it's... It's guilt. Yeah. So I I phrased it to you last night when we were talking about it. It's the Mustang Catholic edition. You, there you go. Yes. So I actually feel a little bit unpatriotic for not liking it. Uh-huh. Because on paper, this is basically like saying like, oh, you don't like a hot dog? You don't like apple pie? Yeah. You don't like a hamburger and cooking out and, right. and s'mores? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and invading countries. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, but, yes, yeah, so tell me about how you feel guilty about it. I feel guilty as an enthusiast. Okay. For not enjoying it more, for not having more fun. Why, though? Well, because I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, and part of it is, I guess, the, the uh, American thing where, like, you know, we're, we're in a renaissance of American performance cars right now. Ab we absolutely are. We absolutely are. And I feel like I don't appreciate that as much as I should. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I feel bad. Like, I feel snobby. Yeah. Right. It, it would be one thing if you were turning your nose up and saying, well, I would rather have X German car, Japanese car, something like that. But you are turning, you're turning your nose up to that car and saying uh, there are so many other good American alternatives. Right. So it's not like you're coming off as elitist when it comes to, like, you're not coming off as, like, what somebody would label as, like, you know, like a, a Europhile or something like that for, for British cars I and mean, European I, I, cars. I would still rather have a European. Well, true, but or or that or the BRZ. I would rather have I would rather have that BRZ with essentially half the horsepower. Right, right. Uh, than than that Mustang. Right, and that's that's okay. Yeah. I, right, I, but from what you were saying, like as far as far as um, not feeling pretentious, there are so many other good American alternatives yeah. that you would rather have. What if you were picking from an American make? 
I mean, quote unquote, American make because everything's global nowadays. But like, you know, right. Ford, Chevy. What, what would you pick a Camaro? Yeah, I'd probably either pick a Camaro or a Charger. Okay. Like a Challenger, maybe. Okay. Like, because like the Challenger and Charger, we've talked about this before. Like those are just they're just fun. Like yes. they're just yes. dumb fun. Yes. And yeah. I'd probably get really sick of it. Yeah. After like two weeks. Right. But. It would be fun. Right. And it doesn't come with this whole extra nostalgia layer on top of it. Right? It just is what it is. Well, it kind of does. Well, but. yeah. There's like the, the styling. But then there's this extra layer with the bullet edition. Yeah, that I feel absolutely. like it, it needs to live up to and fall short. Right? And so you would kind of have that hanging over you as you drove the car around. Right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would see other people fawn over it. Right? Right. How would you feel when you saw someone fall well, and over your I, bullet and I, Mustang? So I drove the the bullet Mustang through the section yesterday where there was the the construction workers and the flag workers, and there was a group of Corvettes yes. right in front of me. Yes, yeah. There was like a Corvette owners club that was driving around. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there was some like, there was like a Z06 in there. Yep. There were some crazy yep. ones in there. Yeah. And the construction workers and like uh, the flagmen and stuff like completely ignored the Corvettes and were like. Like all like just staring at the Mustang. So I was a couple cars behind you when you went through, and yeah. I watched the construction workers' reaction to the Corvettes and the Mustang. Yeah. And so the Corvettes went by, and then they looked at your Mustang, like yeah. you were saying. And then after you left and you blipped the throttle a little bit, they looked up at you and they kept talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And maybe that's what it. Maybe maybe I just like feel like I don't. I wouldn't appreciate my car as much as someone standing next to it would. Yep, yep. And, and that's, like, that's okay. That's not a good state of affairs to be in, I think. Right, right, you know, right. You, gonna... wouldn't, you wouldn't want to live in that. No. Right, right. But if you had a BRZ, now keep going straight. Uh, if you had a BRZ, it would be a little bit different, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like I'm as much, I'm as much, if not more, in love with my car as any other person is. See, th and that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And, and I don't think that would be true. Right. If I had that. As Mustang. the driver of the Bullet Mustang, you wouldn't feel like the biggest fan of it. Right. Right. But in the BRZ or in, say, your Volkswagen R32, you absolutely are the biggest fan of that vehicle. Right. When I'm in my Vigan, I'm the biggest fan of the Vigan. Yes. Right? Yeah, you know? and, and yeah. the fact that it's special, like, you want to make other people understand why it's special. Right. Whereas with the bullet, I'd be making excuses for its, quote, specialness. There you go. That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So so do you want to talk about the Subaru BRC? Um, yeah, why don't we do that in the next car we're in? Okay. Fantastic. All right. Good work. We love you. Dave! Oh my God! Oh. I need a cigarette. Oh, I need to lie down. Maybe a cold shower. Uh, yeah, maybe a cigarette in a cold shower a while you're laying down. Yep, all of those things. But not like in a crying game type of way. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in a we just got out of a BMW M5 yeah. sort of way. Yeah. A 2019 BMW M5. Yeah. 600 so, horsepower and carbon ceramic brakes. Yeah. Uh, so basically, a, so $130,000 worth of pure acceleration and butt tingling. Yeah. It's a it's a $130,000 organ rearrangement machine. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's all it's for. That is all. Ian, that car is insane. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, it, you know, some cars that are, that are larger and, 
you know, heavy. And it's a big, heavy car. Yeah, yeah. They never shrink around you and they, like, always feel, like, big and cumbersome. And, right, and right. And you're, you're, you're thinking, like, big car, big car, big Like big my car. old man sedan. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. And some cars, they, they like, shrink wrap around you and they feel lithe and Right, and, like and the light. BRZ, yeah. Yeah. Um, that car feels big, yeah. but it doesn't care. No, like, yeah. It yep. just, the engine just makes it, the engine and the brakes make it so that you, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what was that? Who cares? You know, yeah. it's, it just puts its hand on your face and shoves it to the side. And it's like, look at the acceleration. It's the, you know, like every ska band had like a fat guy that just danced. Oh, yeah. And you're always like, man, for a big guy, that guy can move. <laughs> right. Right. That's the M5. Light on his feet. Yeah. 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 And you're like, I know, like, or like in Blues Brothers, when Jake does a backflip. Yes. That yes. backflip is the BMW M5. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Without a harmonica. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mind-bendingly fast. It's so fast. I'm going to be thinking about it like we've been thinking about the uh, Lexus GSF from last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it has 100 more horsepower than it, at least. And uh, more, 200 more horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... So, yeah. So, I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and I was putting it in, like, I, I was contextualizing it. So, I, I was talking about my old man sedan, right? Mm -hmm. So, my old man sedan scoots. It's not like snap your neck fast but it's like okay we, it is business time yeah right yeah uh 335 horsepower v8 uh that's very lively above 4,000 rpm and uh the bmw m5 weighs 100 pounds more so like a super light passenger right right uh and, and has almost twice the horsepower so my old man sedan already scoots like just um like just yeah right it's yeah it's it's it is mind alteringly quick it is that car it is yeah um, yeah we did a couple launches in it and yeah oh yeah it, ian i have a question for you yes did you do a burnout in the car i did not because i did not unlike someone else i know accidentally select two-wheel drive mode and then mash the accelerator. I don't know who that could have been and also who consistently kept forgetting that it was in manual shift mode and kept having to shift it. And hitting the rev hitting limiter. Hitting the rev limiter in first gear. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of who that would be. I can't think of who that Me would be either. Yeah. I also heard tell of someone on this press drive, I can't confirm or deny right. who this was. Right, right. Uh, who may have gotten some air <laughs> yeah. in, in the car. Yeah, yeah, that may have approached a buckle in the pavement at a good clip. Yeah, and then laughed kind of like with an evil, <laughs> maniacal tone. Right, after right. After it happened. Right, while the passenger of this theoretical podcast duo uh -huh. that we're just putting out there uh, quietly pooed themselves. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Ian, that car is insane. So yeah. so we're, we're in a Volvo XC40 right now because we actually... The reason that we're in this right now is because we wanted to record and we didn't even really want to think about the car that we were in. Yeah. I right? mean, I think this is this is an important car. It is. For it Volvo. Is, for a lot of reasons. Um, and, and it is a car that I am, like, kind of interested in getting to know a little bit about. Uh, but, you know, my mind is completely, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, there's in, just in not the right state after right, getting out of that. Right, time. it's just scorched earth after the M5. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Russians have retreated and yeah. burned the crops behind them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that is all that's happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, I do want to talk about some of the other cars that we've driven. Sure. On this. Yeah, let's do right. it. Let's do it. So uh, we talked about the Mustang already. We talked about the M5. Let's talk about the uh, Kia Stinger. We both drove the Kia Stinger. Yeah, yeah. We absolutely need to talk about the Kia Stinger. So the my my first thought was I drove it first. Mm-hmm. Um, was that because I wanted to make sure you didn't run it out of gas? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. My first thought was that oh, they left all the fun bits in, like all the stuff that makes a turbocharged car fun. Right. They've left that in. They didn't engineer that out. So yeah. the rubber band pull snap. Uh, of, of a little bit of boost lag is still there and it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't get to, we're not where we are right now. We're not really on good roads to test handling. Um, but it seemed like it was engaging and yes, and it still felt fun. Yes. Um, I will say my only complaint would be like the, the brake pedal feel, but that could just be we're on a press. We're on the second day of a press drive, and right. that's a sportier car, right? And, um, and pads and, and maybe some lines and fluid would completely change that. Absolutely. So that would be that could be fixed. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like they're bad. No. I just want a little more feel from them. Yeah, you kind of want it to match like what the acceleration and turbo is bringing to the table. Right. Right. Exactly. You can, you, just to kind of make it a more cohesive whole. Yeah, just from a just from a visceral like yeah. something is happening. You're doing something mechanical. Yeah, yeah. Right now, we're feeling. making a lot of tingly finger movements. F- tingle, tingle, like uh, you know, like uh, something a urologist might do. Yes, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, I I think, but again, that car is so impressive. It is. It is really impressive for Kia to like come out of kind of nowhere with that. Right. Um. But someone did bring up a good point, which is, what is that car for? Like, who right, is that car for? Right, right, um, You know, I think that car, to me, could uh, compete against, um, in my mind at least, uh, like an S60 or like a Volvo like S60. Or, it, it absolutely can. It's just like a, just like as an alternative to that sort of like mid-sized yeah the German mid-sized car. performance-ish segment right right but like nobody's buying sedans either no. so yeah yeah it's not like it's a huge it's a shrinking market it is um, but the fact that it's a hatchback is really intriguing it is it is um i think it's uh an intriguing option against the Buick GS Sportback. Absolutely, it really is. Yeah, it, it, the GT comes in at a higher price point. Than it, it does, but yeah. I think it's, I think it's better. It's a better car. Well, yeah, but for another uh, fourteen thousand dollars, it better be. Yeah, and I think that's earned. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting car. It sits in a weird spot. It's like in the, in the in the market. You gave it uh, one of the best compliments I've ever heard you give something. Oh, yeah. I said that the way that it's tuned, the like the tuning is just so dead on because it has that like that kind of modern turbo car mid-range 
pull. Right. That 60 to 100 thing that, like, everyone is kind of going after these days. Yeah. But they didn't engineer out all of the drama of a turbo car. Yeah. Um, and, and it's one of the better, like, middle grounds as far as that's concerned. That right. I've driven. Um, and so I, I said, I don't think I would want to mess with the tuning of it. I don't yeah, think I would you, want to retune it. If, if you're presented with something and you don't want to tinker with it, yeah. that then they did an amazing job. Yeah, I mean, I'm already saying I would tinker with the brakes. Well, but the, the brakes are one thing. But right? I don't think right. I would tinker with the engine tuning. And, uh, and I didn't hate the transmission. No. Eight-speed automatic. Yeah. Um, and I you, thought it was pretty good. Blipping the downshifts is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a wonderful little noise. Uh, so I left the transmission in automatic mode the entire time, uh-huh. and I'm maybe I'm more conditioned to this because I daily drive an automatic now, right. and I don't really think about it. Um, but I, I did not feel like the automatic transmission was preventing me from being engaged with the car at any point. Right. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything because of uh, because of the automatic. Okay. So, so when we brought that car back in, I was talking to somebody uh, that works for uh, one of the providers there, and uh, they said uh, they were asking me about the Bullet Mustang, mm-hmm. and I said, "Yeah, but shut up! I just got out of the Kia Stinger GT, and I didn't say shut up. I mean, <laughs> I but basically it was like, yeah, but who cares about the Bullet? Let's talk about the Kia. Yeah, and he was like, but the Kia is not a manual, and I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know." Yeah, I, I would so much rather have the Kia than the Bullet. I mean, I st- I do think the Kia would be amazing with a manual transmission. Sure, sure. Uh, I feel like it would it would unlock that that like excitement even more. Yeah. Um, but but I get your point. Like, I don't think it I don't think it like you know it doesn't like preclude me from thinking about that car. As, right. As a fun car. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't feel like it gets in the way. I didn't feel like there was anything lacking. I I really enjoyed driving it. Absolutely. So let's stop up here and let's uh, switch drivers. Yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk about the Subaru BRZ. Absolutely, we will. Yeah. All right. Okay. We love you. So, Ian, let's talk about the Subaru BRZ. Hold on. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Because I want to, first of all, see what this does. Okay. Um, This is the part where you just hear car noises in the... Yeah, it, it, this car is so noisy that Ian just checked to make sure all the windows were down. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I do want to say one more thing about the Kia. Yeah, absolutely. That I, I forgot about, uh, but I remembered after you got out and we're trying to fumble with putting this stupid thing in place. Oh, yeah. Which the M5 is like... Just, oh, you have to do calculus to put it in park. Dumb. Yeah, it's super it's just dumb. Stupid. That is the worst thing about that car. It's just the the buttons. Yeah. And like and all the the iDrive and everything else is like there's so many ways to get to different settings. Yeah. And to just hop in it and drive it. Yeah. It's like impossible. Right, right. You would you you basically have to spend 15 minutes in the parking lot setting it up. Yeah. And that, this is like the difference between console gaming and PC gaming. Right. Right? Right, yeah. exactly. The, the BMW, well, theoretically is better, yeah. right, than a console. You know, like it takes, there's so much more work that goes into it up front. Right. Should you choose to spend it, right. you know? So, but the thing I wanted to say was that the the Stinger yes. is lovably analog. Yeah, it is. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, it still has like a, kind of a funky shifter and everything else but everything else is pretty intuitive it is and yeah. it's not overcomplicated 
Right. Which brings us neatly to the Subaru BRZ-TS. You're exactly right, because out of the, out of the butt of simplicity, the BRZ was born. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we contacted Subaru to see if they wanted to use that <laughs> as their as official their marketing, marketing slogan. And, you know, they didn't take us up on it. Uh, yeah, they won't return our calls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've actually filed a cease and desist. Yes. We're yeah. not supposed to be talking about it at all. Exactly. So the Boobaroo. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the I want to talk, I want to ask you about it first because. Okay, sure, sure. You drove, uh, so the other like very super, you know, Luddite car on this, on this event is the Miata RF, which I, we both drove last year, but you yep. drove it again this year. Yes, I did. Um, and you drove it pretty did you drive it back to back with the BRZ? Or? Yes, I did. I, I drove the Miata and then the BRZ. Okay, yep. so they have kind of similar ethoses. Right, right, exactly. Small sports car, rear wheel drive, fun, manual transmission, pair everything down. Yes. So um, do you just want me to talk about the differences like that I felt between the two? Because yeah. ultimately out of the same theory, theoretically, small car, driven fast to maximize fun, Right. Is kind of the formula for both of those. Absolutely, yeah. And you, you got out of the R, out of the Miata, yep. out of the IMX5, and into the BRZ, right? You're exactly right. Okay. You're exactly right. Yeah. So, um, so on paper, I can see that as as a starting point for both vehicles. But then in execution, and like the like the pragmatic living with it on a day to day basis, there's a couple things about it. So, um, the Miata you are consistently working or you the miata added uh horsepower like they said like maybe 17 percent more horsepower um and it's gotten the miata to a point where you don't really think about it unless like you're on some drastically changing um altitudes and stuff like that as far as like shifting goes so i just we were in a line of cars on the way down from ss park and the altitude was up and it was down and i just popped it in fourth gear and i left it there i didn't really think about it after that you know mm -hmm. and um i didn't feel like it was bogging i didn't feel like it was high anything like that um the brz on the other hand felt like you needed to be rowing that boat to, to get anything out of it, right? Right. Um, and while it's delightful in its sh in shifting, and I love the feel of the manual transmission, you've got to work that mammer jammer through the rev range. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so um, the BRZ, you do more work, but I think you have more fun. It's a little bit more visceral. It's a little bit more analog feeling. And I think it just overall works better in execution than the MX-5. Yeah. Have you driven the MX-5? Yeah, we drove it last year. Right, like the RF right. last year. But you haven't driven it with the revised power, which I think really does change that car. No, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So go ahead and turn uh, right here. Yeah. 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 So the BRZ-TS, I drove, again, right before I drove the Mustang. Right, right, right. Um, I love that car. Yeah. I, I think of it as a Lotus Elise that I can actually fit in and could live with. And afford. And afford. And afford. Yeah. yeah. Like you yeah. can get it fixed places. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like it's it's low and stiff, but it's not unworkable, says the person whose car is unworkable. Right. Right. Um, but again, the thing about it. Right. Is the wing. The, the wing. 
there's a huge, like comically huge uh, carbon fiber wing on the back of it. Right. And right. for a car that has 200 horsepower, uh huh, it's way over. <laughs> yeah, you would have to have that thing in flight. You, you would have had to do a lot of work and worked up a lot of speed through corners yeah. to get that wing to the point where it was working. Yeah. It was providing any benefit other than aesthetics. But and, you know what? Hilarity. The aesthetics and the hilarity are enough for me. Right. That's what makes it worth it. Because I just kept looking in the rearview mirror, and I got a lot of time with that car because I got lost. Yeah. 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 Uh, I went like 15 miles in the wrong direction. Yeah. At one you point. you air quote got lost. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, so but I just kept looking in the rearview mirror. And just giggling. Because, like, it's all you can see in the rearview mirror. It's like looking in the rearview mirror and always seeing the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile back there. <laughs> yes. Right? That's exactly right? what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Your day is just instantly better for having checked your <laughs> rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, something you should be doing often anyway. But right. now here's a little positive reinforcement. It's like getting a, getting a little piece of candy every time you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, right? that's a good way to put it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like if you got rewards for going to the gym every day. Right, you right, know? right. Like somebody made you a balloon animal every time, you went to the, every time you went to the gym. And they didn't make creepy eye contact with you while the balloon animal was making its squeaky noises. Right. Right, they just handed it to you at the door. Yeah, right. congratulations. Yeah, good job. Good work. Yeah, you, you're thank doing, you. You're doing great. Right. This adult thing is working right. out. Oh, you made your bed this morning? Yeah. A uh, cookie. Yeah, right. exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes. Everyone should have wings on their cars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, wing all the cars. Wing a front-wheel drive car. Wing a rear-wheel drive car. I don't care. Just wing it. <laughs> Just wing it. Just wing it. Absolutely. Oh, we're near the um, U-Pull-It yard. Uh, do you want to stop by there and see if we can find parts for my Vigan? I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. I was going to say. We don't have any tools to take, to take the cars apart. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think they would probably frown on that. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, like, no. Keep going straight. Why sorry. is our interior filled with grease? <laughs> and sadness? Yeah, How did you get bad emotions into yeah. our car? And live beetles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so we drove, we all drove the, the BRZ. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a video coming out on that. Yep. We drove the, the Mustang. We talked about that. We talked about the Kia. talked about the M5. Um, this Volvo, I have no strong thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, it seems like a lot of money for what you get. Yeah. Um, like, yes, it is bold design. To me, I'm taking a little bit of the interior finishes cheap. It, are you getting that weird effect from your side of the windshield? Oh, Can if you I see some distortion. If I if I push up in the seat to yeah. like look over something, uh, I do see it. Yeah, right. It's, it's right here. Yeah, yeah. So there's a quality control issue with the windshield, where the glass yeah. is distorting the view. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's a pretty sizable. It is. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. If I was a little bit taller, uh -huh. it would be right in my line of sight. Uh, yeah. I, I had like a pair of like $2 gas station sunglasses uh -huh. like that. Yeah. That I didn't realize until I was driving in them. Right. right. And I kept like moving my eyes and I, I have did you a, a headache. It did. And I have a floater in one of my eyes that will come and go. Yeah. Right. I, you know, as we get older, we're all going to get them. Right. Right. Uh, Another thing nobody ever tells you about getting older yeah. is it, oh, just shit's going to start, yeah, showing up in your eyeballs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Thanks, human body, for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I kept wondering if it was the floater or if if it was the glass. And it's it's the glass. Yeah, the glass is, 
Yeah, it's we. It, yeah, that will would. I would take it back and get a new windshield on it. Yeah, if if I bought this and found that, and I, I found it quick within the first like five minutes of. Well, driving. yeah, it's got to be like right in your line yeah. of sight. It's just above mine. Yeah, maybe the first two minutes of driving. We didn't even get to Fortieth Street before that yeah, showed that's, up for me. That's really bad. Yeah. Um, what else have you driven? Uh, so I've driven the the, the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon on the highway, yeah. which was insane. That's definitely the 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 environment that you want to test that car exactly uh yeah so i was with uh kelly with fca while we were driving that car Mm -hmm. and uh the good thing is we were not shouting at each other on the highway oh okay we were speaking in a slightly elevated voice but yeah keep going straight um but overall not horrible yeah yeah um yeah i mean that's not really the kind of vehicle for me i get it i get what it's all about but um yeah that I drove. What else did I drive? I'm sorry. Can we? I want what? to draw your attention to yeah, this gentleman yeah. in the Tesla uh, Model X. Yeah, we definitely can. Next to us with headphones on? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so he's in a Tesla Model S or X. X next to us. 100D. Or, uh, yeah, 100D. Oh, wow. And he has like one of those like old timey um, Sony Walkman headsets on with an AM FM radio. Is that what that is? I, it's either that or it's one of those like overkill Bluetooth headsets that truck drivers wear. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the highest level of automotive technology yeah. and the lowest technology for getting audio into your ears. There's a story there. We need to. This is again why yeah. we need credentials, badges. badges, and flashing lights. Excuse me, sir. Explain yourself. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so you're gonna curve around to the right here. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you can stay in any one of those lanes. Oh, there's something in the road up there. Fiberglass insulation. Fun. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was distracting. Yeah. Uh, That's why we have the Automotive uh, Crisis Hotline. Exactly. Which is 720-515-1391. You're exactly right. Good job memorizing the number and turn left up here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I will. I will turn left. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, what else did you drive? I also drove, uh, we both drove the, the All Track. Yes, the, we did. The Jetta Alltrack? Yeah, we need to talk about that. Golf but first, Alltrack? Golf Alltrack. Yeah, the Golf Alltrack. But first, I want to talk about me driving the Nissan Rogue. <laughs> yeah. We, if you're a new listener, uh, Dave and I have a somewhat checkered past with the Nissan Rogue. Um, Dave has now gone to the sunken place. Um, he's in a dark, dark, dark place. Full of loathing and wringing of hands. And come on. Ah, ah, oh, get it God. together. Oh, God. Get it together. Oh, Jesus Christ. I had to slap him awake. I went to the bad place. You did. Yeah. You, you were gone for a while there. There were clowns and uh, <laughs> like uh, sports mascots and Nissan Rogues there. Like the creepy mall Easter Bunny yeah. was there and it made me get in a Nissan Rogue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Volkswagen All Track. Volkswagen All Track. Um, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised with that car. I was too. I got in it and I I instantly went, Ian needs to buy this car. Yeah. I disagree. Right, because you don't like any of my suggestions. Well no, it's not a bad <laughs> suggestion and it is on the list that right, I'm concerned. Right, right. I have two concerns about it. Okay, tell me. One is that it's not fast enough. Well yeah, but 
And the other you can get a, a stage one tune that rounds everything out nicely. Yes, and that would be that would be a good option okay. for that car. So that's that's five hundred dollars that you just need to throw in the direction of the car and you fix that problem. Correct. Uh, and the other one is that I think it's slightly, just ever so slightly too small. Okay. I think that with a a rear facing car seat okay. in the back of it. Uh-huh. Um it's uh, like I wouldn't be able to get like you wouldn't be able to sit in the front seat. Sure, sure. And like I would, I would be crammed in the in the front passenger. Absolutely. Seat. Um, and that's a serious consideration yeah. for me right now. Yeah. I have, I'm looking at at least uh, like a year and a half more of rear facing car seat. You are, yeah, no, um, no, yeah. So that's something I have to consider. Yeah. Um, so that that those are my concerns with it. But that said, I really did like. Um, the way that it drove. The handling is fantastic. The seating position is great. The seats are comfortable. The ergonomics are good. And I, I really didn't notice that it was taller. Right, right. Which I really like. And I, I think that's pretty rare. Uh, they did a really good job with it. I still think the DSG suffers from some refinement issues at like mid throttle okay. positions. Okay. Where it's hard to be smooth with it. Gotcha. Um, but there's a lot of modern cars that have that sort of sure issue. sure um but yeah I, I like the interior's nice you know right. volkswagen does a yeah. good job with that yeah. stuff yeah um it's good value um and it would be a good family car if i had two kids that were like in boosters in boosters yeah yeah it would be perfect right right uh, for living in the city and occasionally going to the mountains so maybe mountains. you pick up a pre-owned one in a few like in five years yeah right yeah. yeah. I think so. I think maybe you, you drive down a Buick road for the time being. Yeah. And then look at something else later. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I when think... all the chrome has uh, pitted and everything on the Buick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's still on the list of things that I would consider. And I was I was pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah. What were, you, what were your thoughts on it? I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that I... I, that is a car that I would own. So I am concerned okay. about getting four adults comfortably in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I could in that car. Yeah, it'd be a squeeze. It'd be a bit of a squeeze, but yeah. If you were strategic about which adults you right. placed where. Uh-huh, yeah, if um, you tetris them. If yeah. you let me drive it, it would uh-huh. be, that might be a little bit of, a, of an issue. Right, right. Um, because then you're wasting legroom. Um, but yeah, I think you could do it. Yeah, yeah. I could be in the back of that car behind you comfortably. Absolutely, but and I could also be behind you if uh, you were driving. Maybe. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it'd, yeah. Be, it'd be a little tight. You could do it for like an hour or like out to yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to do a road trip like that. No. Right? No. Whereas like in my old man sedan, like you can put four people in that and road trip right. forever. Exactly. Yeah. Until you run out of gas quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked it. Um, yeah, it, it it felt sporty. It just felt like for me that that vehicle kind of came to market at the wrong time. Right. Because I think before I got my old man sedan, I needed something that kind of hit those boxes, mm-hmm. and that thing would look fantastic with a with a bike rack and stuff like that on it, roof box if needed. But um, yeah, I think I I think I needed a car before that kind of came into the world. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And I I would put up with the DSG. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I think we did a car show. Okay, I think we did too. I think we done did car show. Um, from inside cars. From inside cars. So even though we talked about urologists <laughs> and and butt stuff. 
butt stuff and balloon animals. And balloon animals. We, we absolutely did a car show. Yes. Um, if, uh, if this is your first time listening to us, this is not our normal format. Usually yep. we're in a studio and we play games. And, and videos. Play in yeah, you you can see listener video. interaction yeah. stuff. Uh, so give us a, like, check us out on YouTube and on iTunes and all the social media. Team things. Clearcoat for all the stuff. Teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Uh, if you have thoughts about the cars that we drove today uh, that we talked to you about, uh, let us know what you thought. If uh, you echo or do not like uh, what we brought to the table. Um, I want to hear know. everyone's thoughts on the must on the bullet Mustang. Yeah, on the bullet Mustang for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, especially if you are between the ages of like, let's say, 45 and 75. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's who I want to hear from. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. But yeah. Good, good job. We good did job our show. High-fiving everybody. We love you, and uh, stay safe out there, everybody. All right, lunchtime. <laughs> Goodbye, we love you.